2: Listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. (laughs) Welcome to my show. Remember, each week this is the place you go to to find better understanding about whatever it is that you're experiencing that's out of the ordinary. I don't care if it's angels, aliens bigfoot shadow people hat man or just odd dreams i mean i want this to be the place that you go to to vent share if you want insight some help this is what it's all about this is how we bring the paranormal world in a little bit closer and to get a little bit more cozy because like way back in the day we used to actually go to meetings (laughs) i think there's still some going on out there I ran a group for 15 years on UFOs, aliens, and the paranormal. I mean, it was awesome. I held it at the local library and everybody was welcome. And, uh, you know, I think it was really exciting because people go into the library and they'd see, I'd have this little sign on the door, You know, UFO meeting going on. If you'd like to join us, just let us know, and they'd pop in. And those were some of the most intriguing conversations I have ever had. Were those spontaneous, curious-minded people? And uh, first, I want to tell you guys, you got to go to shadowfolks.com or heidihollis.com if you have experienced something out of the ordinary and you want to share that's where you go to submit it right through there and make it as long as you want. If you're a curious minded person and you just want to learn, so be it. I want this to be like those people that wander into a meeting. I miss those days. I really do. And why those meetings ended for me is I moved away. I was living in Wisconsin at the time and, uh, and I jumped over to Australia. I jumped over here. I jumped over there. So Yeah, it got a little bit hard to do that. And it's a shame. I really do miss that community because that's how we solved problems. That's where we got things off our chest. We didn't just sit there with this stuff. It was heavy. It was heavy. And, you know, I just literally got done doing uh, an interview with someone. And uh, how can I put it? When somebody gives you an inspiring compliment that you really didn't expect and, um, you know, but over the years, people have said this to me, like you're, you're so casual in the way that you speak about your experiences and, you know, how and why, how did you get that way? But kudos to you for doing that. And, uh, you know, I guess it has a lot to do with having grown up in a haunted house because my siblings and I needed to vent it wasn't a thing where it's like am I going to keep this to myself no you know you saw it so let's talk about it I mean we spoke and uh whether we were super duper close or not one of my sisters I am one of them I wasn't but I have a lot of siblings but these two in particular I went through the paranormal with uh quite a bit and uh And it's, um, it was really helpful. It was really healing to have that sounding board like that. And uh, I realize now that a lot of people just do not. Um, I've realized it before at different levels, but I guess starting from that basis of having those siblings that I could turn to, that made a big difference. So, you know, it wasn't pleasant, Uh, we didn't speak about this stuff jokingly. It was stressful. It was spooky. It was scary. We were kids wanting to be kids. And uh, no, no, something had to be scratching here or something moving over there. Uh, Seeing things just, you know, it was not pleasant. So uh, now that I am able to talk as casually as I do, uh, I know sometimes people are like, is she for real? <laughs> I have heard that, um, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I'm for real. I just uh, have learned to get over him. I'm tired of living in fear. I've been tired of living in fear of the paranormal for a long time. And then I learned I don't have to put up with it either. Uh, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, oh, that's the that religious thing you got to do. I'm like, hold on. You know, we're talking about dark stuff. And you know what side of the fence that is on where's the positive that could probably take this on because apparently we don't do so good always on our own taking on the paranormal if we can't bite it taste it snack on it punch it um kill it it's uh you know gosh what do we do how do we fight fire with fire if we don't believe in the fire, you know? So, um, yeah, so it's something that, uh, it's a process to be able to understand this other world. I know, I know that's, it's, uh, you know, and I take these things serious. I do keep, uh, more lighthearted than most. And apparently it's because, well, Hey, I have had a life of experiences and I didn't let it get me down. I didn't let it get me down. I, I Sure, I had nightmares. Sure, I slept put the light on. Sure, I did, you know, I went through all those stages, you know, and some of them I still keep. I always have a light within the view when I'm sleeping at night. It helps me to better see what's coming at me personally. And I also know that these dark things do not like the light. So heck yes, I'm going to keep it on. Uh, <laughs> it's very helpful. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I get it though. Um, not everybody's at that stage. And a lot of people are still at that fear stage and uh, bawling their eyes out, just getting sick, getting pulled upon, Um, you know, and people like, how come you're able to talk on the devil and and these demons? And I'm just like, look, I mean, we do go through these stages, and I went through them. Um, But I do have a larger than normal sense of humor. Um, (laughs) I don't know how better to put it. So I have learned to, uh, you know, keep that within reach. And one thing evil hates is joy. Okay, really hates it. And uh, they have ego too. They have ego. Think about that. What does ego need? To be fed, right? They need to eat. (laughs) I'm not giving it to them really ticks them off. So um, let's, uh, let's keep ticking them off together, shall we? It can be done. So why not? <laughs> um, so I and it's not quite thumbing your nose at the devil, but then it kind of is. And uh, when things pick up in activity, I kind of take it as a compliment. Uh, people will tell me after I reached out to you, this stuff got really horrible. I'm like, Oh, how about that? It's scared. And it knew who I was. Wonderful. Um, you know, no, I don't want this stuff coming at me. It's no fun. I don't like it. Um, but it does let me know when they try to really, really convince you that they're the big bad wolf coming to get you, which they are. Um, <laughs> i could not be light about that because it's so true. Um, it, when they start shaking in their boots and trying to get really active, like before you learn the method to get rid of this stuff that is a good sign because they know their time is limited. So you guys, we have to learn to find that power within, find the fire to throw at this fire. For me, that's God. That's the only thing I know that works for me. Um, I don't know if it's something else that works for other people, uh, a baseball bat. I don't know of that to work. So, um, So I'll stay biased um, and (laughs) just do that, okay? Because, man, if we are not picking each other up, what's going to happen? It's kind of like if you're playing Ring Around the Rosie. Do you remember that game where you hold hands and you're running a circle? And when, you know, ashes, ashes, we all fall down. And one falls down and everybody kind of falls with them. That happens because guess what? The person that fell down lives in your house, and they're in a horrible mood, and they're going to put you in a terrible mood, and then you're going to share that crappy mood with your children who fail in school, who don't excel in life, who get depressed, who start doing different things to drown their tears and their fears. I mean, it is a contagion. We all know this, and uh, we've got to figure this out. We have to. So don't let people fall down and just be like, well, he made wrong choices. Mr. Wrong Choices is going to put his bad mojo on you. So, uh, no, we can't just let people fall. And uh, I know folks are in this whole spiel of, uh, well, the world sucks right now. Hope it ends. Well, there's too many people that we're going to lose if it's going to end. And what I mean by lose, it's like, we go somewhere, right? This inner self of us, where is it going? Where is it going? Is it going to the positive side or the negative side? Is there a positive? Is there a negative side? Some people would argue one way or the other. Um, but do you really think somebody who is a horrible individual or just a mean person and just always in a a stinky mood Do you think they're going to die and just, like, grow wings? (laughs) I mean, just keep it real. All of a sudden, Mr. Grumpy Pants is just, ping! Oh, thank God. I just was waiting for this moment. I think there are levels. There has to be different levels of uh, understanding. When we cross over, it's not just all roses. And, uh, yeah, so let's, uh, let's... Take that in for a minute, and let's understand that we should get ourselves right over here before we go right over there and uh, (laughs) not heal, not do well. And if we're falling down here, I think we're going to fall down over there. So, and if you're being influenced here, those influences don't just change. Oh, I crossed over. Oh, I'm good now. Really? Really? Come on. There's a pattern. We have to fix these things, but... You know what i'm going to get into some of your emails here it's gonna be interesting and again i usually just wing it and just read right through it and just uh figure it out and sound it out as we go along <laughs> because that makes it more fun but uh, if i stall there's swear words or something or a really bad misspelling or missing words so uh pardon me but these are my most favorite shows i like hearing what's going on out there and if i can give some insight. So uh, whew, stick around, you guys. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And we will be right
3: back. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that?
1: The loss of hair is definitely not something that gets better with age. In fact, at age 20, 20% of men and women show noticeable hair loss. By 60, that number is closer to two-thirds. With that in mind, Dr. Nathan Newman saw an opportunity. Easy to use Reveal is so much different than the tired old products on the market. Reveal uses stem cell technology and natural ingredients to revitalize the appearance of your hair for a fuller look. Here's more on Reveal with Dr. Newman.
6: In the Reveal skincare products, we were very conscious to use everything that is natural from our plant stem cells or from plant extracts that are not going to damage your hair or cause irritation. Because most of the products that we had, uh, phthalate, a lot of alcohol, parabens or things that we didn't really want to expose our health or our hair to, we were very conscious about keeping the Reveal hair care system very natural. And even the preservative that we use is a natural preservative from plants. You cannot find many products out there that give you all the benefits without all the problems.
1: Join thousands of women and men enjoying fuller-looking hair with Reveal. And only at HealthyLooking.com can you get Reveal with free smart delivery shipping. Just remember, discount code George at checkout. Easy-to-use, award-winning Reveal can be yours in days by ordering now at HealthyLooking.com. That's HealthyLooking.com. Or by phone, toll-free, 24-7, 800-604-3129. That's 800-604-3129. Reveal from HealthyLooking.com.
2: Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. And just before the break, I mentioned how we are going to be diving into some of the emails that have been sent in. And uh, wow, there are quite a few, and I appreciate it. Keep them coming in, and I will keep going through them. I will eventually get to them. So don't worry. Ah, I have faith, see? (laughs) All right, so this first one, this comes to us from Michelle, and it says, I had an encounter with this evil entity, the winter of 2017, that would forever change my life three years later. I personally felt that it was an omen. I didn't know it then, but I know it now. I was up and heading out to warm up my car around 5.30 a.m. Oh, now that's a horror story. (laughs) 5.30? I'm just kidding. I sat in my car, turned on my heater, and through my peripheral vision, I saw a tall, slender shadow figure with a trench coat, big hat, standing there behind my neighbor's car in her driveway. Mm. Well, we know who that is, right? I couldn't make out a face, but I knew he was staring at me without seeing his face. I felt so terrified that I ran back inside and I was freaking out. I was due at work before 6 a.m., but I couldn't bring myself to go right back out there. You see that? That That's like a fear that you just can't really express to people. But... Uh, That's generally the Hatman guy I'm talking about. But, anyways, continuing. When I tell you I was consumed by fear, it made me feel nauseous. I just remember praying to God to please make whatever that was just go away. I've never prayed so hard in my life, but my faith fueled me to head right out and get going. Oh, my goodness. I'm glad that this person, Michelle, that she actually reverted to her faith. A lot of people, I don't know, it seems to not always be the first thing that comes to mind. But notice that fear of life or death? I mean, the worst ever? Imagine that. Having that every night, as some people do. Okay, but to continue. I walked out and thank goodness he was gone. But I never forgot about that encounter. I Google searched to no avail until I searched Facebook. I thought I was losing my mind. Fast forward to 2019. I was single up until September of 2019. My boyfriend at the time was having sleep paralysis, dreaming of something dark and evil, trying to take him into his closet at his house. Ugh. He described to me a tall, dark man in a coat and hat standing over him and felt pressure on his chest to where he couldn't breathe. It was taking a toll on him that he hated sleeping at his house. Thanksgiving Day was the day that would change my life. I remember that he seemed angry, ticked off at the world and lashing out at me that he came to my house in a jealous rage, snatched my phone and wallet and told me if I wanted it to come and get it at his house. That's disturbing. I knew I shouldn't have gone but I needed my things and as soon as I pulled up he was smiling and acting like he was happy to see me but as soon as he opened my truck door, he proceeds to tell me, you effed up by coming here. You're about to die. Oh, my gosh. He snatches my keys for my ignition, pulls me out by my hair. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I have goosebumps. This is horrible. And he puts me in the passenger seat. He gets in the driver's seat and yanks my rosaries I had on my rearview mirror. And as I reach for them from his hands, I remember him looking at the broken rosaries and I was going to try and salvage them because they had sentimental value to me. My grandmother who passed away from esophageal cancer in 2011 gave them to me. Anyways, I looked into his eyes. And they were black. Ugh. Okay, I got chills again. (sighs) I'll never forget that. And he pulls my hair back. Oh, no. And he shoved a 45 caliber to my chin with so much force. My chin swelled up, and my mouth was bleeding from me biting my tongue. Oh, this is a lot. This was all at his house where he had seen the hat man. I was held captive from 2pm until 8.30pm from him threatening to kill me or shooting himself in front of me. I'm not a church going person, but I believe in God and angels. And I prayed with all my might and begged and pleaded that I didn't want to die. God saved my life and the life of my daughters as well that day, because they went to check on me and he pointed the guns to their heads as well. Sadly, he was shot and passed away. There's still an ongoing investigation, so can't say too much. I will say this, though, that Entity is death. And I still find myself wondering if it was powerful to possess. Because I swear, he possessed my boyfriend. I'll forever be traumatized. Oh, my goodness. You guys. um, Wow. Believe it or not, that as horrible as that sounds, as horrific as that is, and my heart is just bleeding for this person. Um, that uh, that scenario—I don't believe that's a solo scenario. I have had others who have said they got possessed by him. And uh, what does Hatman try to do to people? He tries to convince them to end their lives or end other people's lives. And it's so quick. When he takes over now. Oh, my goodness. Imagine this. I mean, I get these emails. I'm not kidding. I'm sitting here palming my face and my chills are just all the way down, all the way down all over. And um, I am just sitting here knowing how people that get dragged, like he was afraid to be dragged into his closet. Hatman trying to pull him into the closet. So many people, they're just like, he reached in and he threw me. And it wasn't just me. It was my soul. And he's trying to drag me into my closet. And it's like, why a closet? Like, what is so horrifying? I mean, it's just a little framing work, right? But when you think about a closet, it's usually absent of light most of the day, right? And Hatman operates better when he is isolated in the darkness, he likes to blend in. But again, he wears the similar M.O. with the hat and trench coat because he wants to be recognized. He wants it to be known that it is the same entity doing this to people all over the globe. And look at this, isn't there a movie out? The Conjuring, the devil made me do it. Here goes another scenario. Hatman says he's a devil. And look what he made this person do. Look at this. Look what he made him do. We're assuming, right? But you know what? Oh, gosh, as a therapist, I've had a very similar scenario painted out from a patient, and um, more than one, and it's, uh, it's that flip, and you hear the victim talks about, this is so out of character, out of nowhere, here's somebody that never abused me, tries to kill me, unprovoked, unprovoked, so what is that, What, what else could it have been, he just had a really bad day, what was it? I mean that makes no sense. I didn't read of any former abuse here going on. Uh, you know, this is just rather spontaneous. It's almost as if that person's soul was dragged into the closet and Hatman took over because that's what he does and that's what people have been reporting. Do you see why I sit here and do what I'm doing and have been doing for over 20 years now? Because people still need help. People still are not finding this information out there. This person went searching on Facebook and found me. And uh, here we sit going, wow, how many more people have this happened to? And I was warned and I was told, and I wrote about this in my book, The Secret War, that uh, this onslaught was going to be getting worse. And you won't always know what starts, uh, starts off uh, as a rioter in the middle of a peaceful protest or something like that person being influenced poorly, uh, somebody that runs into a store and shoots it up weren't intending on it. Just had a great day, all positive and cheery, and then goes and does something like that. Like it leaves the surviving family members of that person that did that going, Well that's not like them. Why would they do that? Here you go. Here you go. This is how it happens. And uh I wish it weren't true. I wish it were uncommon, but it really isn't. And uh we have to start paying attention, but there is no way that this person would have been able to spot this out happening beforehand because it wasn't a pattern. Got to get on our toes. And I want to speak to something about what you said here in this letter as well. I'm going to address after the break. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. We'll be right back.
4: at purdueglobal.edu.
2: The internet is an extraordinary resource
7: that links our children to a world of information, experiences, and
2: ideas. It can also expose them to risk. Teach your children the basic safety rules of the virtual world. Our children
7: are everything do everything for them. Dr. Nathan Newman, doctor to top athletes and celebrities, plus creator of stem cell-based Luminesce, is proud to announce a much lower price on his products so more can enjoy a more youthful look. Lumines is great for women and men on those fine lines, wrinkles, under-eye bags, plus great on the neck, forehead, and hands. Dr. Newman. What causes the skin to break down with age?
6: Changes that we start to look on our skin starts actually in our 20s where we get sun damage and the effects of pollution and our environment start to cause our skin to age and we start to break down the collagen, the elastin, and we get glycation, which is the sugar that we eat, gets stuck within the collagen fibers and makes our skin inflexible. The luminous skincare line does two things. One, it has a reparative effect So it makes the skin look and feel much better, softer, supple, and more young and smooth. But it also is preventative. So it prevents the skin from the breakdown and the damage that we get from the sun and from the environment and from sugars that we have in our body.
7: Thank you, Dr. Newman. For several years, we have offered Luminous products and decided a price reduction was in order, so more can enjoy the amazing benefits of Dr. Newman's stem cell-based Luminous. Shop now at HealthyLooking.com or call toll-free 800-604-3129. If you would like to try Lumines, how about our starter kit, postage paid for $19.99. See the full line of products from Lumines, plus our starter kit offer at HealthyLooking.com. That's HealthyLooking.com or call 800-604-3129. Luminesce from HealthyLooking.com.
2: Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM paranormal podcast network (laughs) just before the break we had a fascinating but devastating email from someone who experienced hat man and their boyfriend experienced hat man too kept trying to rip them and throw them into their closet and of course hat man would dig dark closets where light is absent a lot of the time so he can really grow strong there of course he doesn't just live in the closet it's more like a portal it's a lot easier to go through an area that uh doesn't get a whole lot of light shed back there but um it's just so 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 sad so very sad this story it just breaks my heart because um again how many how many people has this happened to and uh I've witnessed it and and it's it's just um It's not easy, it really isn't, Uh, to be that person who acts out of the ordinary. uh, It could be just arguments, could be suddenly getting physical with a relationship, and it's not like them. I mean, here's somebody that just reacts out of nowhere and uh, created such harm, absolute harm, that will terrorize the family and this person that wrote me forever. But there's something that you mentioned here that I wanted to be sure I addressed, you mentioned that uh, you don't go to church, as if uh, that would cause you harm, you put, uh, I'm not a church going person, but I believe in God and angels. And I prayed with all my might and begged and pleaded that I didn't want to die. I understand that there's this notion out there that somehow faith belongs in a building and it shows that you're more faithful because you keep going to that building it's great to have community i mean how else do we learn about faith is uh you know coming together like that but i don't believe it makes us any weaker to sit outside of that building and hold tightly to your faith i think we definitely are stronger in numbers and having a common thread of faith I think that is uh you know could be reached across the internet too and we build that faith talking to our friends talking to our family so it's okay don't doubt that uh any element of your faith is weaker because of that so I just wanted to say that I don't I don't attend church I am very faithful you know um so I just don't want people to feel like in the face of Hatman or shadow people or other demonic things that there is a problem because you haven't been going to church. I, I think uh, your faith is very much like a muscle. That it's good to uh, exercise it so it doesn't atrophy and get stiff and then you forget how to use it or it feels weaker. Uh, because those moments like what you experience, oh boy, you better believe those are like fine wine prayers, right? When uh, you really need it. It's like t- that you're about to get harmed or killed and it's like, hey, you know, hey God, please, please. But let's, uh, let's keep that relationship open. I think that's so very important. And uh, something I might have brushed upon here on this program. I had um, actually recently been on coast to coast, and uh, I shared about one of my books called picture prayers and what that was uh, based on an encounter I had with uh, some angels that showed me a different way of praying. So now for me, prayer is not something that takes time because it happens all the time so it's more become a conversation a constant connection with god and uh i feel very fortunate that uh i got shown this method because i was (laughs) i was very uh my my, mus- my muscles for prayer were atrophied because i was bored with them i'm like i can't pray like that guy in the front of the church i can't pray like this and you know and i would fall asleep in the middle of it and uh then i found out that um prayers uh, didn't need words necessarily but images and what we felt about what we are experiencing so i think uh sometimes We need to expand our thoughts and the way that we approach our beliefs. And, you know, and not be so hard on ourselves fully because we are flawed. (laughs) We are flawed in everything. But the one place we can't be flawed in is our faith. Sure, we can. Sure, we can. And uh, so I I welcome people. Go to theotherfword.com, F as in Frank <laughs> or Faith. <laughs> so uh, so I did a couple of books. I'm a cartoonist, and I wrote, uh, I get this, I wrote a kid's book, kind of done in Diary of a Wimpy Kid, I, 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 with the notebook lines and had fun with it, and I put it out there to the world, hoping it would help kids, and I didn't hear back from one kid, just just adults <laughs> telling me, well, wow, this really helped me with my faith. I mean, because we got to laugh at these things. And so, uh, because I had so many adults writing back, I decided to do a book called The Other F Word, How to Find Faith and Laugh at Yourself While Trying. And just looking at ourselves, you know, just being like, you know, what are our silly attempts towards being okay with it? Uh, And then how to get better at it. And I had a lot of fun doing it. And I've had some really cool feedback. And I hope it helps guys uh, out there, you guys out there uh, to better understand how to look at it. And it's it's okay. And I, I just, you know, when we're facing demons, we really have to figure this out. Because these things can go through walls. It's not something that you could call the police on. So if you can't call the police, you call the priest. And then sometimes that doesn't work either. Because you have to go through certain levels of Oppression and uh, possession to get their attention to really uh, come out and help because there are so many people dealing with this so they're kind of running thin on the help out there so it's uh it's important that we own up to our faith and uh, get this figured out for ourselves it's so very very important okay so I want to thank you for taking the time to write me I know that had to be really difficult to express what had happened to you. And uh, I, I think it, it's really impactful for others to have heard your story because, uh my goodness, there's so much that's going on out there that gets swept under the rug. And, and again, you know, here's a, a, a movie coming out about how the devil made somebody do something. And look at how possible that is. Look at how possible. And, and what about rulers of ancient civilizations, or today, what influence are they under? Do we know? And does it always look so obvious like this last story? Really? I mean, okay, so she saw an immediate change, but what if, what if the demonic being, Hatman, realizes, whoa, I got inside with uh, this really powerful politician. I don't want him to go and have a shootout with the cops. Oh, no, no, no. I want him to go to work. (laughs) I want him to go into his office and let's push a few buttons. Let's see what we can get done. Look at what we're talking about here. So uh, some of the horrible things that go on in this world, we're like, why is God allowing this to happen? Well, it's not always... uh, so easily seen because they hide behind a desk and a tie and we just have to be wiser about what we're doing who we're voting in but guess what (laughs) you vote in for one and vote for the other and they all work for the same evil so or they could get possessed down the road so we just we are always going to be in this uh, give and take battle right and we just gotta protect ourselves and keep our minds and souls on the up and up because it's I mean it's as big and as bad as you can imagine let's just put it that way as big and as bad you could think it it can happen um it's just terrible but keep your focus on the light and things will get better all right so I'm going to move on to the next email. Uh, that's, sorry, that took a bit, but it's, it was worth it, I think, right? Everybody's shaking their heads. There's <laughs> <It's> nobody here. <laughs> so, okay. All right. This one says, Dear Heidi, I just found and read your book, The Secret War. It's reassuring to know there are others who think like I do. I cleanse my home, pets, and property regularly with sage and holy water. I was surprised and pleased to read that in your book at the end, as well. I'm recently retired last year from a government position, and I've worked in law enforcement in some manner since I was 18, military and civilian. I'm trying to get guidance from my guides. Hopefully that will come. Do you speak with the being from your book named Calf? This book was written quite a while ago do you have plans for an updated one thank you and calf for inspiring and writing this book your book is still out there on kindle land and still being read the battle between good and evil is evident more than ever i certainly see it i just hope i can convince others as you are doing so well again thank you and i plan on reading your book Jesus is no joke. Next. Take care, Terry. Wow. I mean, honestly, I got tears in my eyes. That's, that's just beautiful. I mean, wow. Oh my goodness. You know, you, you just never know. You just never know. Um, you know, even after all these years of having put that book out, um, I wrote it in 97 and, uh, you just hope that that it reaches the right people. And, and we just we just don't know what our actions do. You know, you might, for all you know, crack a joke <laughs> in front of a kid that was 10 years old and they become a, a great comedian one day and they go and build uh, wells or something in another country and just do wonderful things. I mean, we just don't know what our actions from today do tomorrow. And uh, I'm really touched to know that that book is still um, reaching people, and I was told it would reach the right people. And, and here, here this uh, person is. And who okay. You asked some questions here, and I, I wanna, I wanna get to those. And uh, I'll do that right here after the break because that's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. All right. So uh, you guys, you are listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio Radio and Coast to Coast AM, Paranormal Podcast Network. We'll be right back.
3: Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com.
8: Now, within minutes, you can take years off your looks. Instantly Ageless from HealthyLooking.com takes care of those under-eye bags, forehead wrinkles, saggy eyebrows, crow's feet, and facial pores. Simply apply this velvety micro cream, and in under two minutes, the years fade away. And it lasts up to nine hours. No needles, no pain, and great for women and men. Here's what people have to say about Instantly Ageless.
5: I've probably noticed in the past five years that my eyes have gained a lot of fine lines, wrinkles, my curls feet have gotten deeper. Wow. I was hoping for five years, but that's like what my eyes looked like ten years ago. That is really cool. Wrinkle gone.
4: (laughs) It's easy. Just put it on your finger and go. Now I wish I had more down here because I can still see one wrinkle It's bugging me.
5: I am a little bit emotional. Turning 40, I didn't think would be a big deal to me, but that looks like the me that I feel like inside instead of what um, what I see when I look in the mirror.
8: Try Instantly Ageless today at HealthyLooking.com and prepare to look younger in minutes. Millions of applications have been sold. Order our exclusive starter kit for only $19.99, including shipping, or take advantage of our new discounted price for a full box. Put your best face forward with Instantly Ageless. From HealthyLooking.com or by phone at 800-604-3129. That's 800-604-3129. Instantly ageless, not available in stores from HealthyLooking.com. That's HealthyLooking.com.
2: Welcome back. You are listening to Dark Becomes Light on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Whew, I'm telling you, just for the break, uh, I received an email that really deeply touched me. And, uh, you know, it's so amazing to me the way this world works. <laughs> right when we need a certain message, it just seems to come along. And uh, more often than not, I don't often read these emails uh, before I come here and just start podcasting about it. So this uh, surprised me and um, it literally brought me to tears. So and and it's it's just so sweet, so kind. And um, based on my book, The Secret War, it was the first book I wrote while in college in 97. And uh, took me two months to write that book four years to finally get it published. Uh, But it had done the rounds, let me tell you, it had been to every UFO alien researcher author out there on the planet, because uh, they were the only ones that were publishing back then. And uh, such a book. So I did my best and only to finally get it put out there uh, independently. And um, it's, uh, it's, been amazing over the years to hear the feedback, but to have these many years and and still to get messages like this that um, it really moves me because I, I I'm I wasn't a writer I mean I was a student I became a therapist and uh, I just felt so passionate like I have to get this out there because of what was going on at the time and the warning about shadow people hat man and um, I knew it would be a struggle but. It, I just had to get it put there. And, um, you know, it's just grown into this wonderful community of awareness, is the best way to put it, because, uh, wow. Um, yeah, but uh, just to recap a little bit. So um, Terry reached out to say that uh, here they were, somebody in uh, military and civilian law enforcement for quite some time. And uh, they're asking if I still speak to the being named Calf that is mentioned in the book. And Calf was a a, a being that uh, appeared to me and started speaking through my college friend. And this college friend was super religious, not, not into these things at all. Uh, it's so hard to express how somebody could be so anti such a topic. Um, But for those of us in these fields, you've had that static from friends and family, haven't you? Where it's like, what? You know, are you nuts? Don't even bring that stuff up. So that's what I was dealing with. And uh, to have this friend um, suddenly have this connection with this being was mind blowing. And it proved itself because it showed itself as well. So and it was mostly, uh, you know, really just there for asking the right questions because you know asking about lottery numbers and whatnot that wasn't going to happen there was a there was a certain angle that needed to be shared and it was on the topic of shadow people and Hatman. Um so do I speak to him I do not I never was a conduit I guess you could say to speak to him like that um, my friend was and she actually backed away from the whole topic. You'll never hear her out talking about this. Uh, people who know me and that knew her, and they knew of her. They knew of her story. She shared in person, um, but she was, you know, we're college kids and, you know, we graduate and we had careers we wanted to start and she wanted to start a career and not have the stigma of this topic. Like a lot of people, a lot of people in this field don't use their real names, My name is really Heidi Hollis, okay? It really is. Um, But yeah, you think because uh, they're on the air for a long period of time and that they're using their real names. A lot of them just don't because their families will get angry with them. There are jobs that really make and pay the bills. um, And that is not something that's shined upon either to have that in your uh, resume. So yeah, so people... That are really working uh, on these things and are out front really have to kind of b- take a back seat. Um, so that is what my friend uh, had to do as well. And uh, she felt she'd done enough and the message was out and she took a step back. And I personally don't know how to reach out to him in that same manner. And you know, the the message changed. It really did. So you are looking to read my book called Jesus is No Joke, which is about my journey. Um, Wow. I mean, (laughs) I had seen a lot of different things. Okay. And uh, I never expected to see Jesus. I was a very big skeptic of such a topic. I thought he was a historical figure that had done his thing. And yeah, he was going to come back one day. And yes, I have my faith in God. But you know, Jesus did a lot of wonderful stuff, but I I just couldn't imagine he was visiting people today. Um, So that's what the book is about. I saw him, and uh, wow, it changed everything. And believe it or not, that book, Jesus is No Joke, is my most highly rated book. I mean, I've got over 100 reviews, and I believe it's uh, point. seven or 4.8 star <laughs> average. So it shocked me. It shocked me. But it was so needed to be put out there. And um, I've been really proud of that book. But I was not proud of the Secret War book in the fashion that I wrote it because I I wasn't a writer. So when people tell me they read it, I cringe because I know it's not the best writing. But I'm happy that the message got through. And uh yeah, so it's just, it's a catch-22. So you're going to see my writing changed, uh, grew, I should say, quite a bit. Um, and then your, your um, yeah, that book was written quite a long time ago. And if I have plans for an updated one, uh, the one that you read that is a Kindle version, that actually is uh, slightly updated. What I did is I took some things out. Uh, And some people notice, like, because they reread the book, and they're like, hey, why is that gone? And I I didn't want to weird people out any further than they needed to be as long as the message got across. So I took some things out and... I do need to put it back into print. Um, I have been saying that for a while and uh, people are like, Audiobook, hello, get to the audiobooks. Why don't you have that? Um, because it's still, these are not popular topics, they say, though people are making, oh, film and television off my stuff. Um, oh, it's not popular, so, but the publishers don't want that. Um, so they're, they're not knocking on my door. I have self-published uh, most of my books and, look, it's changed the world. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm not making the millions. They are. And uh, so to do an audiobook it's going to be on my dime to do that. And I'll have to definitely do that. Um, sometimes uh, people say, hey, why don't you do a GoFundMe or something? And I'm like, perhaps I, I will at some point. Um, but yeah, I do need to take it upon myself to take that next step, make an audio book, and also do another printed version of The Secret War. Um, I took it out of print because it was with a publisher that was like a a co-printing, like print-on-demand type thing. That was the only way that I could get it out there because, you know, not popular enough, but it is for film and television. Um <laughs> so it's just a crazy thing. So yeah, uh yeah, see people you're saying uh, your book is still out there and Kindle Land is still being read. I I, I just uh I'm just so glad that it's it's helping. I'm really, really uh, thankful for that. And um wow just takes my breath away. Um, but I tell you, so calf was a being that um, really, really gave uh, a perspective that I just I had never anticipated. And when I say the message has changed, has changed to the point of being more relative to words and phrases that people understand uh you know faith where did faith come from god where's the thought of god and miracles and you know it it ties in to this alien phenomenon and um people don't think it always has a clear connection but there is a connection Um, there's a connection between shadow people hat man aliens angels if you could close your eyes and they feel the same Uh, and their actions go the same, it helps to clarify what exactly you're dealing with. And I got to tell you guys something. This is an announcement. I am going to be part of Contact in the Desert speaking exactly about this. So Contact in the Desert is a conference and it's the world's largest alien UFO conference. And uh, I'm going to be speaking on Shadow People, Hat Man, and Alien the Alien Connection and uh, how I came across all this with some cool visuals and of course, um, trying to keep things on the level so people can relate to what I'm talking about. And uh, yeah, so I'm really excited. I'm I'm really pleased and I feel honored to have the opportunity to be invited to do such a thing. And that is going to be currently that I know of, it's gonna be on uh, June 27th that I'll be part of that uh, conference. So schedules change though but we'll see so uh yeah i hope you guys get a chance to join me um it'll be early it'll be 9 a.m um pacific time and uh i'm really looking forward to it so um i gotta tell you uh wow uh this has been a a really special show for me um i really thank you uh terry for taking the time to write me and to say what you did um really 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 touching and uh I also want to remind you guys to go to my main website, shadowfolks.com or com, and uh, tell me what's going on out there. What are you guys experiencing? It doesn't have to be to what happened today or recent. I want to hear what you've experienced, how it's made you feel, what questions you might have. If I can be of help in some way, this is what this program is about. We are all growing and sharing and uh I am really excited about the future, you know, people are starting to open up their minds and hearts and thoughts to the possibilities. And it's really cool to see. I mean, I've been in this for a long time. And a lot of growth has happened. I, I love it. Um, and also, please go to com and... Uh, my comic strip outlanderscomics.com go over there and uh, i hope to to see you on the social media on most platforms like instagram and uh, twitter and facebook it's at one heidi hollis and uh, comic strip is at the outlanders comic and uh, i look forward to connecting with you all people are always surprised i actually do respond. <laughs> All right, you have been listening to Dark Becomes Light with me, Heidi Hollis, on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. We'll catch you next time. Be safe. Goodbye, everybody.